We are one week away from Thanksgiving. How is this possible? Hello, fans of the Video Game Myth Universe. My name is Ryan, and today on the episode 12 of Video Game Mythos, we're going to do like we've done in the past 11, well, I guess 10 episodes, minus episode 4, where we kind of didn't do what we do. But today, we will do no different. We will step back and take a look at some video game myths, some video game legends, and some video game stories. Today is a special day. It is a day where we take a seasonal approach to why we thank people for giving. Why Thanksgiving exists. It's the blessing of the harvest for the preceding year, where we take time to appreciate those that have provided those that have given, and those that have worked out on the farms. Welcome to Chucklefish's Stardew Valley. There's something about a soft tune like this that always makes you feel at home, that always puts you in that serene moment and gives you that idyllic picturesque of a village full of friendly animals, friendly neighbors, opens your mind to the wonder that is exploration. Exploring what what they placed here for us to see, and sometimes a bit more than that. In today's episode of Video Game Mythos, I'm going to stop for a second and talk a little bit about the developer of this game. And I believe this deserves its own level of respect. Chucklefish Games partnered with the developer of Stardew Valley. And the reason that I say that is because Stardew Valley was developed entirely by a single person. I'm talking about every character in the game. Every pixel on every character in in the game. Every line of dialogue and every line of code, every tiny house, every part of the map, every animation, every sprite, all developed by a single person named Eric Concerned Ape Barone. And not just to give him the respect he deserves for crafting this game, but also as we look into some of the legends and some of the stories that he's crafted within his universe, it's amazing to see how much heart and how much detail this single mind has put into this Stardew universe. So today, on Video Game Mythos, and with respect of Concerned Ape, we are going to look into some of these myths around Stardew Valley. And as always, first up, we're going to give you the baseline. So here is the baseline to Stardew Valley. You start off as a mindless drone pecking away at a keyboard at some cubicle in a workstation of some conglomerate or corporation that spreads propaganda of happiness and great living through some multimedia that's actually quite funny. Their motto is thrive on. And uh, you're, you're not happy. You're not content. Well, a number of years ago, your grandfather passed away and he left you a letter and mentioned before he passed away that whenever you became overly depressed and you're no longer content with the world and your life in which you're living, to open that letter. Well, this day, as you're pecking at your keyboard in this conglomerate corporation, big thing, Jova complex thing, you eventually get to that point and you open this letter 
And in this letter from your grandfather is the deed to a property in Stardew Valley, which I think anyone who works in an office has really wanted, genuinely wanted that more times than they can count. But in this game, you get it. In Stardew Valley, you can get that. You can enjoy that and still maintain your, you know, your previous commitments. But you get that in this game and then your character immediately heads off to Stardew Valley, rides in a bus along a beautiful highway and lands and meets a person named Robin. Robin is there to greet you as you get off the bus because she somehow knows you're coming and she takes you to your farm. When you get to the farm, you quickly realize that over the past few years that your grandfather has apparently not left anybody to tend to the farm. It's pretty worn down. There's a lot of rocks and trees and it's really overgrown. It's So it's up to you to kind of maintain that. Well, not only is Robin there to greet you and allow you to show you the farm, she's also there to tell you that she's a carpenter and she wants to sell you upgrades to your house and to your farm as in constructing buildings and allowing you to upgrade and, and kind of create your farm from the ground up the every, any way you see fit. And as you approach the house for the first time, someone else walks out of your house, and it's the mayor. And he's here to tell you that anything that you want to sell, you can sell to him. And that's about how the game starts. So this game has really no obvious campaign there is no obvious story path or, you know, as most games would start you off and put a waypoint somewhere and tell you to go to that waypoint, this game doesn't do that. You start off and you can just explore, do whatever you want to do, try to find people and talk to them, get to know the area, walk into town and see what the stores are selling try to explore what you want to do in the game. And there are a lot of options. But as you begin to explore and learn things about this tiny little universe that this single person created, you learn that these people really feel real. Like they have backstories. They have lives. They get up in the morning and they go to work every morning. You can see them walking on their path if you travel by them at the right time. Everything's automated, like a non-player character in a fictional world really would be. People have their troubles. People have their quirks. You find people's flaws, and you find things that makes life really life. And this baseline really kind of sets the foundation of that robust interactive foundation that, that Stardew Valley is built on. And it, it's mind-boggling that all of this, every single part of it, was crafted by one person. I think if there's any one thing that anyone out there should be motivated by, it's what one person can accomplish. And genuinely, this is a good example of that. So now that we've talked about kind of the fundamentals of the game, let's get into a few of the stories. Let's highlight some of these characters that you interact with and kind of deep dive into who they are and why they are the way they are and why your character might have a certain disposition toward them. And I think there's some hidden things in here that 
might not be as crazy as the outsider in the dishonored episode definitely won't top navi from zelda but i think we need to kind of look at this from a new scale because all of these other games that we've covered have had huge teams there to create this so it get, doesn't do it the respect doesn't do it the justice it deserves to consider this game in any other light so let's get to it the first thing we're gonna look at is how much time might have passed since your grandfather passed away until you realize working at this corporation in this cubicle pecking away at your keyboard that you're no longer happy with where you are so you decide to open the letter it is guessed that about 20 years has passed since your grandfather passed away placing you at approximately 30 years old and your grandfather would have been you would have been 10 when your grandfather passed away does this, is this realistic is this a realistic expectation that your grandfather gave you a letter when you were 10 and you didn't open it you said i'm gonna keep on to this until i'm sad and then 30 comes around and you're working in this mindless cubicle and you get sad so you open it I mean, depending on how you were raised, I guess, I, I could see that. So we'll, we'll, we'll let that slide. But we're going to use that as the foundation. Because if we act like it's been 20 years since your grandfather passed away, and we act like your grandfather was living on this farm in Stardew Valley, any other residents of Stardew Valley that have been there for longer than 20 years know who your grandfather is. And we're going to explore some characters where we can find that confirmation and we can find the relationship through context of these characters with your grandfather. And by doing so, we can learn a little bit about who your grandfather is. One of the things we know about your grandfather is that he loved Stardew Valley. He loved the people, his animals, and his crops. Another thing we know is that he was extremely good at doing what he did which was farm. He made some of the best quality crops that you could find. The theory with one of the characters named Linus is that Linus and your father were friends. One night as you're proceeding through town heading back to your farm at the end of a long day, you hear some rummaging, some noise from down the alleyway. As you go to investigate, you find Linus digging through the trash. You ask him what he's doing, and he says he's not hurting anybody, He's just hungry and looking for some food. You tell him whether or not you think that's okay, and regardless of your choice, that's the end of the conversation. Depending on how you choose to craft your relationships in Stardew, if Linus likes you, it can cue an interactive between Robin, Linus, and you. Where Robin offers to make Linus lunch, but Linus refuses, saying he's had a great luck foraging today. Robin turns to you and asks if you have anything to say. You have to choose between saying, I'm just pleased that Linus is doing well, and I'd like to invite Linus to live on the farm with me. If you choose to invite Linus to live on the farm, he gets a little bit nervous. After briefly freaking out a little bit, he makes up some jargon about how he wants to be one with the nature and about how he chooses to live the way that he lives because... He wants to be outside where he can feel the nature things. 
But there's a little subcontext here, and this is where the theory comes in. Over 20 years ago, Linus and your grandfather teamed up together. Linus, being an extremely intelligent businessman, opened a shop there in Stardew Valley called Joja. That shop grew and was selling your father's crops. Because the crops and products from animals were so high of quality, the path of success for Linus was smoothly paved. And as his success got to the tipping point, Linus did not want to stop there. So Linus sought to expand the company beyond the Stardew Valley. As he did, he came to a decision as to whether or not to leave. And he chose to leave. After leaving and continuing his expedition to expand his corporation, the corporation that you were actually employed at at the beginning of the game, he ends up selling that corporation after hearing of your grandfather's illness. And with the passing of your grandfather, the only friend Linus has ever had is now gone. He returns to Stardew Valley in a moment of sadness. He hikes up into the hills and he sets up his tent and from that day, he lives out his life, needlessly foraging for items, for food, and scavenging the trash of the people of Stardew. He is a billionaire, a masquerade of sorts, as he does not need and cannot need for anything. But instead, he chooses to stay close to the one thing that he has loved in his life, your grandfather. It is speculated that Linus came back when your grandfather died, knowing that your grandfather gave you the deed, and that one day a little bit of your grandfather would return as you, and that would give Linus the comfort of knowing that a part of your grandfather, a part of his best friend, still lives on. I want to give a shout out to Nathan Rhodes of Clarksburg, West Virginia for suggesting Stardew Valley as the intricacies and complexities behind this single-mindedly crafted universe are boundless. It has been a pleasure playing this game, a pleasure bringing you this content, and I look forward to next week because I get to stuff my face full of turkey. I hope y'all have a good-ass Thanksgiving right there. That's pretty good, man. Speaking of good Thanksgivings, why don't you go ahead and send me some character ideas or even story ideas, and when I get those suggestions from you... I will be thankful that you have given me those suggestions. You can send those suggestions on any of our many social media outlets. Check us out on Twitter and on Facebook at Video Game Mythos. And as always, I'm going to give you my personal appreciation and thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos. song is done so I can stop my auto-tune.